Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, and on today's episode, we have another special guest. I'm here in Texas, on the road here, live, and I was talking to Andrew Martinez. How's it going, Andrew? Well, what? Hey, brother. <laughs> Good to see you, man. Thanks for having me back on here. It's a real privilege to get hollered at and come out here and be on your show again, dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks thanks for taking the time. It's a Saturday afternoon. I, I figured I, just from us talking, getting to know each other over the last couple of years or so, I, I knew that you were in the general Dallas area. So I figured, you know, we could potentially hook up. So and, and where my hotel is, it's like 20 minutes away or something. That's right. right. So. Yeah. It's so funny because you're like 25 minutes to be exact, 24 minutes and some odd seconds from my doorstep, from doorstep to doorstep. That's what it is. Without traffic. Without traffic. <laughs> absolutely. Because even sometimes the the toll road gets clogged up. But funny thing is we were talking a little bit before we jumped on. Um, a lot of my, I have a handful of properties not too far from here either. So I'm like kind of jumping around the neck of the woods. So I think that's pretty cool. You're down here literally in, in the home, home, home front. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I, so I've, I've been down to the Dallas area a few times for various reasons. And, um, today, uh, this, this trip was just kind of a short in and out just to, uh, meet up with some, some friends, some peers and mentors of mine and, uh, get some content and, and see who was available to just hang out, maybe grab lunch or dinner or this or that. And just like with you, you know, maybe do some podcasting, which is working out now. Um, I will say upcoming uh, episodes on the LCR media podcast with Marvin Salcedo with Salcedo lawns. He was one of my, one of my, uh, stops that I came down here for. He invited me back down here to check out his his new improved setup. Um, he goes, he and we go into all the details. So look forward to some future episodes yeah, of that. that. Um, but yeah, but just, just to get your, just to get your guys mouth watering. The last time I was here down here visiting Marvin to do get to know the pro season two. And then I, I came back and, and then COVID happened. So that shut everything down for the rest of that season. But I was able to come down here in February of 2020 and squeak that out. And uh, I spent all day with him and this was when he had a storage facility. Facility. He had like four bays or something all next to each other. And oh, I remember the, seeing that. Yeah, knocked that, a bunch video. of the walls down or made, you know, whatever. So there's like almost like one big shop and he's got, all, you know, those Zuzu NPRs, you know, uh, open body dovetail truck setups and just, they just back right into all the storage yeah, units. Nice. I mean, it's super sweet setup. You know, he had a full-time mechanic and they did all their stuff right there in the shop. He had, you know, what, like three or four trucks. I think he had like three trucks three like uh, maintenance trucks, like mowing and landscaping trucks, three maintenance trucks, one landscape truck and one fertilization truck. I, I was just so. going to say, I was like, I think there was a treatment or an irrigation yeah, there truck was, in there, but yeah. there was like two or three maintenance trucks that they all look just decked out. Yeah. They, so, it was, they, yeah you're right, man. He does have a really cool setup. It's been a while since I saw that video, but yeah, it's it yeah. re really, really sweet setup. And he was telling me that he was um, projecting over a million dollars that year, which is super exciting. And I was, I was happy for that, for him, for that. And then he invited me to come back years later because he said a lot's changed and he wanted to share that with me so that I can share it with all of you listening and, and watching with the community because he really has quite the story. Again, you can go check out the actual video I'm talking about from 2018 or 2020, actually. Um, if you go on YouTube at the Lawn Care Rookie, you can click on the playlist and find Get to Know the Pro 2.0, and you'll see it's like the most viewed video out of the entire series. So I think I just checked yesterday. It's up to 79,000 views. So it's like, wow. it, just keeps, it just keeps coming through every year. It's like evergreen content. It just keeps randomly cool. popping back, back up out of nowhere. People are watching it, but it's, it's good stuff. 
his story is really good. Um, he's been through some tough times. He's posted about some of this on Instagram. If you go to his Instagram, uh, Salcedo Lawns, um, you, you'll see that too. But I mean, everything from depression, uh, a failed partnership, um, you know, lawn care company partnership and everything. And then he just kind of like re pressed the hard reset button and start all over again, built Salcedo lawns, which is what he has to this day, which is what I was there looking at over a million dollars. And since then, like I said, he bought another company that was double the size oh, dang, of Salcedo so lawns. Wow. So he tripled the size of his business, you know, the tripled his ownership of businesses, um, after, uh, in, in one, one transaction. That's basically. insane. So now he owns two businesses, <laughs> but it's all under the Salcedo wow. lawns umbrella. So on their shirts, it has both, both, uh, business names really? on there. He inherited huh. a whole bunch of the employees, huh. all of the equipment, uh, a whole nother shop and location for they've got a nurse their own nursery there where they keep all their plants and all of their stones oh, and all wow. of their mulch a little bit deeper so than i thought it was he doing. really he really stepped his game up so he went from a million to five million with one transaction i didn't go visit this guy you were saying <laughs> he's only two hours he's in tyler and i'm here in the dfw metroplex and while it's still somewhat um it's close to each other Still a far drive. That's two hours, man. Yeah. So I need to like, hey, you know, the yeah. other told me about you, so I'm here. All right, yeah. weirdo, get out of my face. <laughs> no, I'm sure, I'm sure it'd be cool. Like, I mean, it's right on the main strip too. Like everything, oh, cool. both both locations, Salcedo Lawns and this other uh, company oh, are right right down the road from each other. And um, I guess they knew each other. You know, like the, the whole story. He talks about it a little bit, but anyway, he more than quadrupled the size of his business and revenue from one million oh. to five million just from buying another company and kind of absorbing everything in there and, and taking full ownership of all of it and changing a lot of things. He went into all these details, a lot to learn, a lot to, that we unpacked. Great guy, great story. So that's one of the main reasons why I came down here. And like I said, I wanted to reach out to as many folks as I could that I knew here within reason because my time is still limited. Sure, so absolutely. So I'm glad we're able to, to get together no, here real, in, the, man. in the hotel lobby. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just always yeah. a treat. I always feel we're those guys. Yeah, we got we got stuff going on over here. We're yeah. those guys. Yeah. What's yeah. Up? Um, <laughs> I always find it, you know, those kind of success stories where people, you know, they try once, fail, try again, fail, try again. It doesn't do too bad, but some personal happens and it winds up failing. For him, it was depression. Maybe then again, it was a partnership. But, you know, being in America and working hard, giving quality work, sticking with it, you know, um, this is just those success stories. I love hearing about that. And that's probably why it's got 79,000 views, because number one, the green industry is tough work. Blue collar work. It's a dirty job. You know, what's that guy? It's a dirty job. That's what I always say. Yeah. And uh, but the cool thing about it is, I guess it's forgiving because no matter what happens, there's always going to be that demand there. Grass is always going to grow. Irrigation pipes are always going to bust. Um, you know, there's always going to be a landscape to maintain, a concrete to pour, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I just think that's wonderful. Hearing about that especially, you know, it's more so the operator, the owner that wouldn't be able to take it off more so than being able to put all the uh, – put everything together and make it work. And, and in this case – he did. And yeah. he's been able to even expand on that. And um, it's funny that I see you just told me about this on on the headset here about him doing an acquisition with another company, quadrupling his revenues. Yeah. Now, now, is he the sole owner of both of them? Or Correct. Is part, oh, so he is yeah. a sole yeah. owner yeah. of both of yeah, them. Yeah, it's, oh, wow. it's not a partnership. So I just listened to uh, Jeremiah he, he, Jennings. He bought them. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> 
Jeremiah Jennings just had James Mansky on, and I think people are starting to kind of, you know, learn a little bit more about James Mansky's Elkhorn Lawn Care, I think he is. I forget what state he's in. Yeah. He's got a $40 million operation or something like that, and that's what he said. He does a lot of acquisitions. I've purchased businesses before, not nearly the uh, revenue status of what you and I are talking about with Salcedo or even Mansky, but that's the same thing. I mean challenging yourself and being able to scale and grow the right way i guess he had the bandwidth to go ahead and bring it on and yeah you know especially with the um, employment now these days but it came with people i'm sure and they're able to kind of you know kind of bounce back and forth i would hope yeah but uh i mean i always think well, yeah, he just increased his he increased his staffing immediately you know <laughs> so of course not everybody stayed some people are going to get you know you know whatever and like yeah. oh new management you know how that goes there's always going to be some some changeover with that some turnover but just a lot of a, a lot of things there a lot of pros and he bought a third business but i'm not going to go uh, okay that. well <laughs> you guys oh, can man. listen to the podcast for that listen stay tuned always for the episode for that i always think it's, that's so amazing because there's so many unknowns and and very even though you're buying into what you're what you what you're accustomed to be doing mm-hmm. you're either buying someone else's problems or buying someone else's successes and that's what I found when I purchased have you ever bought any businesses no. before it's just no. all been organic yeah so when I, I mean they weren't big ones I mean little 20 30 40 thousand dollar a year revenues from these little services and they were going out we were right place right time wrote checks and some of them took off some of them didn't I can honestly say I don't have any <laughs> clients we probably spent a hundred thousand dollars over I don't know six years five years nah, probably not even that not even that long probably three years of my partner and I my business partner and I my previous one that of acquiring all these little yeah things. yeah and we probably spent about a hundred thousand and I don't have any of those people anymore, man. <laughs> so I guess I answered my own question. I I bought yeah. people's problems, and yeah. I just bought a certain kind of client, I guess. And yeah. Anyways, I mean, but you know, lessons learned, right? So for sure. But I'm just so glad. I, having said all that, I'm glad to know this individual um, is experiencing the success of that. Much like this Mansky fella. Yeah. That's how he. That's how you expand if you want to. Naylor's like, well, I've been, you know, doing. A, I'm just throwing a number out there. <laughs> Guys, you know, don't send anything to his P.O. box. But uh, say I'm doing 500 one year in gross revenue. If you set a goal in January 1 for the year, hey, I want to be at 750 or 600. Okay, how are you going to do that? Do you have what it takes? Do you have that bandwidth to do it? And uh, do you have the financing in place to, uh, to be able to write a check for something like that? And then once you do all that, then there's the other side of it, the completion. That's what I always get kind of worried about in certain levels. Because I've heard before, you know, people around town wanting to write big, big checks to buy out, you know, 20-year-long companies, which may be a good idea. Maybe like what Salcedo did or Amansky did or, you know, maybe that's the way you go. But really just depends on the the bandwidth, I guess. You know, that's a challenging thing. So I'm glad to know that he... uh, He's doing well on that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll just just wait till you hear the the podcast. Can't wait. It, it, it all makes sense, and and um and, and it's I've, I I'm even happy for him now because it's like it's been like 20 years in the making of a lot of struggles and tri- trials and tribulations, and now it's all coming together for him. It's like it's like a beautiful love story, you know, like of business from a Man, business perspective. It. You know, it's all just falling in place. Like literally, all three of these business are like 
it's like symmetry, you know, they're all like connected in some interesting way. So, uh, it's, and it all worked out. It's not like just some off the wall things that he did. It's in some cases, there were things that he never even thought he was going to do, wow. but it just kind of fell in his lap. And he was like, the more he thought about it, he's like, you know what, this, this actually will be a good idea. And now it's like a phenomenal idea after the fact, you're like, wow, that was, that was the best idea, the best decision I've made ever, you know, like, so it's, it's really good. We, I had a great time with Marvin. He's always, I always enjoy hanging out with him and talking to him. I feel like I just learn more just being in his presence. So uh, I try to share it and try to get him, get as much out of him as possible to share have with to, you have guys. To guys so, like uh, that, that gives all yeah. of us, you know, inspiration continues to keep us, you know, doing the entrepreneurial risks and dice rolling. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, he started just like us. He started just like any of us that are you know listening that are owner operators or maybe we have a couple of part time guys or whatever. He started just like that. And he just kept rinsing and repeating. He would, you know, he started by himself till he couldn't do until he was maxed out. Then he hired a guy. Then he got maxed out, hired another guy, maxed out, hired another guy, then broke off. A and second. then lost four guys. <laughs> and then, yeah, broke off a second. Well, it wasn't that bad back then. But yeah, you know, and then, then broke off with, you know, got a, sec- a second crew and then just kept rinsing and repeating over and, and over and over again. Go. So. Um, he, he obviously has a lot, a lot of experience and, and a lot of tools under his belt and has really worked through that. So anyway, enough about all that. That's just trying to say that's the, one of the main reasons why I'm in town here. But, you know, now I'm, we're, we're, ta- we're talking about Andrew. Hey, guys, the Equip Expo, formerly known as the GIE Plus Expo, will be here before you know it, October 18th through the 21st. It's a great time. I go every year. I've been going for many, many years. It's worth it so in so many ways. All of the outdoor demo areas, plus the indoor showroom. Talk to all of the all of your favorite manufacturers and uh, meet new ones, find new ones, and all the networking opportunities. A lot of great events, great food, great times, great educational opportunities as well there. So go ahead and check it out. If you don't know what it is, you can click the link in the episode description there and you can check out all about it as well as register Uh, you can use my code lcr to save 50 percent off at any time but if you register before september 9th you get the early bird discount which means with the 50 percent off it'll only be ten dollars per person if you use code lcr again that link is in the episode description thanks guys hope to see you there we're talking about Andrew, so dude, I'm just, I'm just a little... another tumbleweed down here, man. I mean, nothing like Mr. Salcedo, but no, for, well, I'll humor you for a little bit. <laughs> well, we, we we all have we all have good stories to tell. We, you know, we don't have to be you know multi million dollar business owners to have a good story <laughs> or to have good experiences and things sure. that we can share and and you know and to be happy, right? There's a lot of people making seventy five thousand a year and they're happy as can be. Yeah. Um, sometimes being a multi million dollar owner, it's not happy. Yeah, like he said on his podcast back to Marvin he said on his podcast that it's extremely stressful sometimes to to be that big and to own that much like not everyone is built to be an entrepreneur not everyone is built for this like it is very stressful and you have to find a way to unpack your stress and relieve that and you know there's a lot of things that that go along with that so it's not like it's just all cakewalk like yeah I'm a millionaire it's all good like (laughs) no it's it's a whole lot more than that and it's not for everybody so some people are, are, are happier making, you know, a hundred thousand or less a year. And they're like, whether it's a business they own or they're working for corporate America or whatever it is, like if they're happy, they're happy. You know, my goal is just to keep sharing my thoughts and ideas and experiences and find as many other people that I'm captivated by their Amen. experiences good to, to share also just to help everyone figure it out. You know, like everyone that's listening or watching the YouTube videos and all that. 
or Instagram or wherever, they can hopefully be inspired to maybe figure it out for themselves too. If they're maybe stuck in a rut or they just haven't even thought about anything yet, maybe they're on the come up, you know, whatever, just because that, that helped me in the early days. So I just always want to keep doing that for, for everyone else. Um, yeah, there's always, there's always going to be a, a deep sea fisher, shallow, shallow sea fisher, you know, coastal fisher, right. you know, there's but there's markets for, for every, yeah, there's exactly. markets for everybody and you can be happy either way you want to, exactly. you want to take it. So it's been a little while since you've been on the episode. This is the, our first live podcast. Like it's, it, it's always been virtual. Yeah, it's it's always it. more fun in person. Yeah. But of course, we know that's not always logistically easy, depending on where we live in the country True. and how busy we are and all that. So that's why getting on a Zoom call is a lot more convenient. But it's a little bit different than being here in person. But uh, why don't you get everyone caught up to speed since yeah. it's been a little while and there might be, there probably is new listeners since the last time uh, you were on, just based on the, you know, all the different uh, downloads and all that so why don't you get everybody caught up to speed you know what your business you know where where your your general areas that you service and you know what your business is what you offer and all that so um again my name is andrew martinez i've owned and operated a couple um lawn care services in the dfw metroplex since 2009 classic story um much like yourself and i think that's why we mesh so well together and why i followed you so continuously throughout the last few years um, I came from a retail background. Um, I did lawn and landscaping as a kid. Just like, I call it girlfriend and paintball money. That's what I did it for back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And um, but uh, then I went to college, uh, put on a suit and tie, and make a longer story. Sh- what potentially could be a long story short, um, the last company I was at, retail sales and jewelry, filed a Chapter Eleven. Uh, I didn't make a cut, and so I had to. I got my little vacation severance package, sat around for a week or two, and was like, okay, what am I going to do now? I started putting resumes out. I started um, going back to what I knew, started going back out. But in the interim, I picked up, uh, I went to my mom and dad's house because they had a, a fam. there was a family van that was in, that was in for a while and it had a flat tire, serpentine belt was gone awry, the radio didn't work, but the engine worked <laughs> and the air conditioning for the, for a while. Nice. <laughs> so, and I had to say, you know what, I can take one of the bench seats out, put a mower in, put a little bit of equipment, mow some lawns until I could find, until I could settle my feet, right? Yeah. So, but in that process, I wound up enjoying, once I started putting flyers out, putting my name out there, I was, I was, uh, bucking the truck, Paul. I wasn't chucking the truck down here. <laughs> and, um, that was me, $20 guaranteed, these little cut out yellow flyers I put on everybody's door. I probably put 10,000 of those things out. And, uh, anyways, that was an experience. And so just from, that's where all of this was birthed. That's where it all came from. And, uh, that was back in, uh, summer 09 and it bled into first of the first of the first of 2010. I've been doing that ever since. So from there, I've had everything from four or five trucks, box trucks, dump trailers, had a business partner. Um, and, but we're still good, good friends now stepping his wedding that, that, that was in that process over the last 10 years. And, uh, where I'm at now, I'm an owner operator. Uh, I got a very lean setup and we have about 140 accounts where we're at now split up over two areas of town. Um, we were talking a little bit where you're staying here right now in DFW. 
about 10 minutes down the road, I got a, uh, I got a set of lawns. And then about 15 minutes down the road, I got one of my main communities. I got about 40 houses in there. Um, but anyhow, so that's where I'm at now. Um, kind of did what Naylor's done. I kind of dove into the podcast world a little bit, really enjoyed that and that community. So, um, that's pretty much where I'm at and I, I'm, I'm still, I'm not trying to stay stagnant. I am trying to grow, trying to keep the, the pot mixed up there, but I'm not eager to grow tremendously. Just, I'm kind of, I'm the, the shoreline guy. <laughs> I'm kind of happy where I'm at right now. We got a good setup. I need yeah. a couple more guys. There's always going to be a problem. Uh, and over the last couple seasons, as far as uh, major service acquisition, we've recently got into Christmas lights. So that's actually going to be a, a new add-on. So I know it's probably about a five-minute snippet there, but that's, in a nutshell, where I'm at, a little bit of where it was before. And that's kind of what I'm working with now, man. Yeah. Um how how are you how do you guys have been wanting to ask um I forgot to ask Marvin this too, but how are you guys dealing with the heat here? Texas is always hot and it's you know the dog days of summer, it's mid August. This might seem like left field, but this is just a, a question that I've had for a while that might help some folks out. Like yeah. what you know, it's hot all the time here, right? So what what do you guys do you have any tips and tricks or what? Well, just sometimes like- I see you on Instagram it's all <laughs> covered from head to toe, like with I don't know what, just like just all suited up, you know, with all yeah. kinds of, you know, hood and masks That's and right. all that stuff. Yeah. Like you're going to, into like a, 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 a sandstorm or something. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's like we're in the Middle East, you know. No. Um, so the heat, it's just, it's kind of one of those things like y'all make fun of us when school shuts down at 32 degrees. <laughs> for, Chris, for like the winter. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, a flake of snow. Yeah. So same thing here. Like. And I was actually going to ask you how you like the humidity right now because we oh, man. since June uh, to kind of start answering your question since June we actually haven't had hardly any rain it's been dry parched dormant dying lawns and I at that point I kind of get worried in, in production I had a handful of people trying to drop off weeklies wanting to go every two weeks which I can't really blame them because if you were here just a week ago you'd be like yeah I don't see how you're maintaining a lawn mowing business out. yeah wow. And uh, so, but the as far as the heat goes, I mean, that's what Texas is best known for. Um, yeah, it's just acclimation, man. I call it the, I call it the frog in the boiling pot effect. You know, if you're starting March, April, and you're in it all year long, okay, it starts boiling and you know it's hot and you can kind of feel it on the surface, but you've already been able to work through it. And then really it's all about uh, PPE. Per- yeah. Yeah. Personal protection. I did a little snippet here on my Instagram a, a little while ago. Yeah. So the, it's, I, I, I've learned it when I first started years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to get out there and shorts and a t-shirt and flip flops <laughs> and I'm going to get after it. Sit on my zero turn. and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. that's how I looked at it. And yeah. the first, Huh, not even week, few days. I was like, I don't, I can't. And th- this was in 09. This was one of the hottest times to start. And there was a drought coming for the next year or two. Wow. So anyhow, my dad told me, because he grew up in, in West Texas, where there's a lot of farmland. And there's just a whole lot of that going on out yeah. there. Just, just kind of industrial stuff. Anyways, he goes, he's like, son, you need to cover up. You need to get a long sleeve. You need to cover your neck up. And I'm like, dad, it's like a hundred and five out here in the shorts and t-shirts. That's not going to work, son. <laughs> well, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, I'm going to burn up even more because naturally yeah. you just think that 
long sleeves, covering your face up, covering, you're just, I'm going to stop. I'm going to die out there even more. I'm not going to make it through a lawn. <laughs> right. But I just went ahead and took his advice after looking at guys on the highway, other people in the industry and when I'm doing it. Exactly. And that was the last day I wore my short stuff. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? So, yeah. and there, and there's a whole science to that. There's a whole breakdown. There, there, there really is. I'm glad you brought that up because I've mentioned this before myself on various you know things in social media over the years i think i even made like a video dedicated to it on youtube one time and everything from the big straw you know wide brim straw hats down to gloves you know what i mean like and everything all in between because really just about covering your skin because uh when the sun is touching your skin it makes you sweat more so that you don't burn which is which is what's making you sweaty and uncomfortable uh and it's not making you feel less hot where if you have not not like cotton long sleeve you don't want like a thick cotton shirt because right. it's going to be soaked in your sweat you want a breathable like synthetic you know maybe like a cotton blend polyester type mm-hmm. lightweight uh shirt that's long sleeve so that it can be breathable and it keeps the sun off of your skin right and then you sweat le- you sweat less like yeah. People are like, oh, man, I'm going to be hot and sweaty. Like, no, you actually sweat less when you have the right yeah. material on covering all of your skin because the sun is not blazing on your skin. So your skin's not reacting to mm. that the UV rays. It's just chilling out, you know, and then you catch breezes still like, you know, and, and, you, and you feel good. And uh, so that you're still hot at the end of the day, right. but you're, you're not as hot. You're still cutting you're grass. Not, you're yeah. still cutting grass. Right. And you're not as sweaty <laughs> right. and you're not, you know, grass and dirt's not all stuck yeah. to your arm and the hair is everywhere because you're covered. So those are just many examples that I try to point out. And I'm glad that you kind of touched upon that because I, I try to get validation from other folks from other areas on some of these topics so that that people don't just think that it's just me talking about this so if i could add to that real quick on the shirt specifically um and and you had already mentioned it before my uniform specifically and this is from the last five ten six seven years of doing this day in and day out and only i'm like oh after doing it so long you would think but no I, i finally over the last few seasons uh, adopted a uh, UPF 50, uh, full polyester uh, wicking, long sl- hooded, hooded long sleeve shirt. And it's dark. It's not these lighter bright greens where people would think, oh, no, you, you need a lighter color to retract the sun. Honestly, I've had them all. I've had them both. I've had cotton. I've had light shirts, dark shirts. I've had the dicky shirts. Um, I've had all kinds of shirts. And this is the best one. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's you're mowing. Sometimes in this high humidity, you're still going to sweat, sweat yeah. a lot. Okay. Yeah. And, but the good thing is when it wicks, it didn't stay wet very long. It didn't cling to you. Right. After every lawn, you know, when it gets this hot back to that whole uh, temperature element, um, with being covered up the combat, it's a combination of things. Um, this great shirt that I have, that's been the best one that I found that works for me and my staff so far. Um, it looks good. And, 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 like the the sombrero kind of hats, the the individual hats that you wear outside of that. What I like about this one in particular, you wear in a, a ball hat. Yeah, I have several ball hats. All I do, I put the ball hat on, put the hood over, and much like these earphones that we're wearing, I I recommend for people to buy, whether it could be expensive or not. I'll let you make that decision. I have these Bose headsets that I put over it. And yeah. it doesn't get in the way. So when I say that, when I'm on the rider, when I'm on the zero turn, when I'm push mowing, when I'm around garden homes and stuff like that, I don't have the rim of this wide hat that would otherwise cover my shoulders, neck, and all that stuff that you would think would be a bit more breezy. Right. 
it's running into low-lying branches. It's, it's running into the, the, the gates. And, and even when a good gust of wind comes by, it's flying off. Yeah, you know? yeah. This is the thing that I found that not protects you to the fullest. Again, I want to say it's UPF 50. It's like wearing sunscreen almost. Um, it, it, it wicks. It doesn't stay. So when, I'm, so when we're done with the lawn, say we are perspiring, we are sweating, we are beading up finally, we'll go to the trailer take a couple minutes to get the blower to blow ourselves off for at the next house, five minutes, two minutes around the corner. Yeah. We're already dry, yeah. <laughs> you know? So if that helps anyone, you know, in, in your decision-making with uniforms or the next season, or if you're looking for something different, uh, that's how we combat the climate here of the high temps, high humidity here in the DFW Metroplex. That's what I do. Yeah. Now I still see some guys out there in t-shirts or the cotton shirts and especially the highway guys, the text, the Texas department of transportation, they all have a totally different array of clothing, but you know, they have to wear all that. It's different. It's just different. Yeah. Every industry in this kind of heat is different. But for me, that's what I found that works well for us. Um, and then I recently, as far as my pants go, I recently got like a fisherman pant, mm. uh, made by Magellan, uh, at Academy and they basically, they basically sweat about as much as a cotton would. And, uh, it breathes better to me. It breathes better. It's a lighter material. It's not as heavy. Yeah. We're lawn mowing. Right. We're not doing heavy clean outs every day. You right. know, we're not up against briar patches. Tearing out knockout rose bushes on a daily basis. Right. We're not walking through ivy and things like that. We're on the mower. We're on the weed eaters, and so it lasts for a while. So yeah. that's been my best experience, man. So uh, to those out there wondering a good replacement or something different for clothing in a high temperature, but see if you're in Nevada, you know, or if you're in Las Vegas or something, <laughs> California, yeah. Florida, it may be different. But to help to that, that's what I've always used. But you made a good point. That long sleeve stuff, as long as you're keeping that UV rays off of your skin, you're knocking out about 50% of the reason why a lot of people have this fixated thought of not being able to make it in an outdoor industry. It sounds ridiculous, but it's not, not by a long shot. And uh, that's it. I mean, the heat itself, the sun rays, and then, of course, the sweat, like you said, it's you're not able to function properly because it's beating down your it's beating down your forearm it's getting in your eyes and all that stuff but if you're wearing a bandana a hat you're you're not sweating as much or whatever right. then you can actually wind up performing it's funny my buddy he took uh he took the advice that i gave him a couple seasons back we bought these shirts at the same time his in a different color different brand but the same concept and he actually uh had said he's like dude i'm coming home at the end of the day push mowing lawns all day uh, six, seven hours, seven, eight hours. And dude, I, I'm not tanning at all. <laughs> you know, I'm wearing my gloves. I have my, sh my shirt and everything. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I, I look the same. It looks like I'm in, in winter time, you know? Yeah. I'm like, well, just take it off for maybe about half a day. That'll, that'll change it real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was a little bit, a little bit long winded there, but I mean, I just went people to know that's how we yeah handle that portion the best way and then of course hydration gotta stay hydrated and all the all the basic stuff man. right i mean yeah not much you can do about it a tall building's a tall building it is what it is you know <laughs> yeah so. yeah tall grass tall grass hot hot is hot i get it i got it 
Are you tired of wasting time looking up addresses and responding to inquiries that are too far away or just not in one of your areas? If you are, then you need to add My Service Area to your website. My Service Area will filter your website inquiries based on the territories that you have created on your My Service Area map. If they are in one of your territories, then they get through to your request page. If they are out of your area, then My Service Area stops them from submitting a request and asks them for their email address. The added value is all All the addresses are collected so that you can view the pins on your map. Collecting those addresses will help you improve your route density and assist you with knowing where you can grow your business. My Service Area should definitely be a part of your tool set to create more efficiency. Visit MyServiceArea.com slash Naylor for a special offer or click the link in the podcast description. My Service Area. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's that. that. That wasn't uh, too long-winded at all. It was uh, everything that, that, that I wanted to hear about, you know, because I think it would help a lot of folks because it's always – it's when you go somewhere in the country where it's really hot all the time, that's where you can really get some, some good tips and tricks there. So, cause for me, sometimes that could be part of – like some of the guys that have worked for me, like they just – I wouldn't say complain, but you could just see that they're like just dragging. And it's like, there's, it seems like there's nothing I can do. It's like, I almost have to like force them to wear certain things and do certain things. Like, I mean, I provide this stuff, you know, like a shirt, a work shirt and stuff with the right polyester material and everything. But, you know, I make sure that they're trying to stay hydrated and I keep all that stuff stocked up, but they're still just like dragging and, and sweating in a hot mess. And I'm like, maybe you should bring a towel and, you know, maybe that like all these things, just trying to help these guys out. And at the end of the day, some people just aren't cut out for it. I at guess at the end of the day, you can only do yeah. so much. Yeah, man, for sure, yeah. dude. No, I, so, so there's that. And, and the good, it depends on what kind of work. In the right. lawn, in the lawn care as well. There may be times where, like, we're we're sitting here uh, talking to each other in this lobby of this uh, of this uh, court of this courtyard. But I'm looking out here and I'm seeing uh, an arbor filled, you know, landscape layout. Now, if you if you have a, a crew coming out here to trim the bushes, pull weeds, I don't know, maintain the overall landscape, and they're here for a few hours at a time, you probably wouldn't need a long sleeve. You probably yeah. wouldn't need all of that. Right. Probably take the hood down, you know? Uh, certain elements you still need. But again, I mean, it just depends on what you do, too. Now, if you're like, um, I know, uh, uh, who's, who's Brian's friend? Um, oh. Which one? Mike? What's his last name? Mike Bedell. Bedell. <laughs> He does a property management, not yeah. like, like you and me, we do lawn care, we do lawn right. mowing, right. and that faces it. So Bedell, he'll be on somebody's property for all day, Yeah, you know? when Who knows what kind of environment it is? Yeah. So that kind of uniform might be different. Uh, my girl, um, Abigail Frost, in with Hannah Grace Gardens out in Washington State, uh, she's right there at the border of Canada and Washington, and that's what she does. She goes out to properties... 
she'll probably do two properties a day, one property a day, but she manages everything. Yeah. And some of these may not require, she has a very similar setup like you and I do. She does the long sleeve polyester, but that's not, she may not need to. She might be doing a little over on select things. So it's hard to say there's not one true for everyone, but you got to just kind of know what you're doing, know what industry you're in, know what kind of climate that comes with your you know, and of course, guys, laying concrete, totally different. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Trimming trees, you know, arborists, totally different, yeah. you know. Yeah. But it's just a matter of knowing, you know, for, the, for y'all out there to find what's good for you. It took me probably five years worth of uh, wash, rinse and re- wash, rinse and repeat, yeah. wash, rinse and re- repeat, you know. Yeah, develop I those habits. Yeah. Did the cotton stuff, did the non-hooded stuff. And yeah. what you know what got me? To change my mind truly, nobody in the green industry. Roofers. <laughs> oh, the roofers, yeah. They're up there getting, they're blazing up there, man. Yep. And it's like they're essentially doing what we're doing. Yeah. They're not doing super hard, hard work, but you know what? In the sun, it's hard, hard. In work. the sun, it's hard, hard. And yeah. they're up there on, you know, there's no it's shade elevated. up there. Yeah. It's you amplified. and me, essentially, we're on a route, not on a roof, we're on a flat surface, but with an engine in front of us and underneath us or whatever. But we're not doing super aggressive work because there's so many of them. They, they know how to man, they know how to handle that labor side, share that labor in and all right. that kind of stuff. But the fact of the matter is... They're up there in the in the in the heat yeah, and the sun, and I think that I saw a number of crews. They were up there every single guy, hooded shirts, long sleeves, polyester. You know. Anyway, I, that's that's kind of what turned my head to that here a few seasons back. That's yeah. ultimately what made me get like the first wave of shirts and all that. Yeah, that that, that makes total sense. Um, switching gears, uh, are you looking forward to going to the Equip Expo, or are you going to the Equip yeah, Expo this yep, year? Yeah, yep, absolutely. I hadn't been yet. I've been, I've been doing Really? This. You've never been no. to the Equip Expo? Oh, my you didn't, God. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. No. <laughs> been doing this 10 dang years, uh, and I've I, I've come close a number of times, but no, this year I'm going to that one, and uh, Brian's thing as well. I just, I need to get it done. I, I hear too yeah, many great I, things I, about it. I know it. I've seen you at Brian's event before, so I just assumed that you went to like all the different events, you know? <laughs> no, last year I was going to go in 2021, but we got bombarded with a wave of Christmas lights. I know he, oh, yeah. y'all are always saying, oh, no, I can go knock out a $700 mulch job, but I need to come here. And well, that was kind of out of my control. We were getting calls left and right. When you're doing something seasonal like Christmas lights, it's. If you're not on it, you're you're gonna lose you know several thousand dollars. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. And, and not just that, but recurring ones. I can yeah. understand about yeah. Put that mulch job on a back burner. That tree ain't going anywhere. Right. You know. But I yeah. And I, and I actually made a post. I said uh, hanging lights missing uh, LAL 2022 worth it. You know. Oh like yeah. That. I gotcha. And yeah. so, but that's no, one I, of those one of those things you got to weigh out, I guess. Every time, you know, everyone's got got their own do. decisions yeah. to make. You do, but yes, I am going to Expo. I'm really excited about that. Um, seeing all the vendors out there, it's just different. I'm, I'm I'm pumped about it. All the pictures and videos I see at the end at the end, and I'm really excited about the thing y'all are doing. Though that's I ain't gonna lie, guys. That's one of my main reasons I want to go. I look forward to that. Equipment's equipment. 
we our dealers around here stay pretty well stocked. They, I have a good relationship with them. I could use and do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. I know enough people to try anything outside of an excavator, right? Yeah. So I'm, I I can do that, but I, I still am looking forward to that. But I'm looking forward to the social end. Yeah. Uh, the, the stuff that you have set up, the networking, the, that journey that you come up, that you've been mentioning for the last number of weeks. I think that's just amazing. So the panel. Meeting everybody that I've either interviewed or been interviewed by, um, kind of just talked to on on uh, Instagram, things like that. That's yes. who I look forward yeah. to. Yeah. So, so there's an influencer live um, on on Thursday morning at 8 a.m. at the Equip Expo, where we're yep. uh, doing live podcasting. Myself, the Green Industry Podcast, and Kid Contractor Podcast, and interviewing uh, some some folks. Uh, Mitchell, that. yeah, Mitchell Gordy, um, uh, Alex Kirby, um, and. And Andy Mulder. So those are the three people that we're going to be interviewing for the Influencer Live. Um, they kind of beefed it all up this year to make it. Uh, they moved from Friday morning to Thursday morning. Um, so it's the first main day of the show. So that's there's going to be probably more than 400 people show up. Kohler sponsoring the event. So it's going to be a great time. And then there's the rally, right? That's also what you're talking about, yep. where we just have our, our annual meetup, you know, like meet and greet networking event off location of, of Equip. Right. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, it used to be at Pleasure Ridge Pizza, which is just a pizza place right down the road. We outgrew that quickly. Now it's a totally different owner, so it's not even called that anymore. Um, but we outgrew that quickly. Had to find a separate venue. You have to pay for venues. So I asked some, some of the brands that were kind of involved with a lot of us at the time, like Echo, if they wanted to be involved in maybe sponsoring it. And that's how that whole evolution came. And I started accumulating more and more brands that wanted to sponsor as the as everything grew and got bigger. We needed a bigger venue and bit, Dude, more that's space. That's a great and, story, man. I, I, I just can't. And that's, and that's, that's half of it for me. I ain't yeah. going to lie. I'm, yeah, it is. And I just think that's because I followed you guys for the last little while from where – they put you in a broom closet, and now they're actually making, you know, dedicated, uh, arguably pricey real, es- real estate yeah. spot for you guys. Because, I mean, before the pandemic or whatever, you said it got up to like like six, 700 people showed up or something. At, was it the... 600 people showed up at on 2019 before COVID at the Mega Caverns. Mega Caverns. And then everything right. was shut down for a year. And then last year, 2021, we came back large and in charge again with a new location, Copper and King's Distillery. It's a great location. It's really reminiscent of the original meetup yeah. at the pizza place because no, cool. there was a whole outside patio area that most people hung out at the pizza place and then it spilled off into the parking lot because so many people were there the final year that we were there that's why we had to move on to something else so the copper and kings is very similar to that nice huge outdoor courtyard some indoor space so people can really spread out and have a good time you know food's catered Again, that's paid for. The venue's paid for. There's it's amazing. All, all paid for by the sponsor. I appreciate y'all doing that. And that yeah. that was that was your child, right? I mean, you started that with somebody here a couple well, of seasons back, or well, ultimately it was it was the the earliest. You know, it was like Geek to Freak and Spencer Lawn Care and a couple other that's guys. When I first started getting my attention at the yeah, then GIE. Yeah, I the, saw that. The, yeah. They're the ones that brought up GIE and then said, thought it'd be cool to like get together. If anyone did go to Jay, if they get together, like, you know, one of the nights that they were there. I remember and, seeing and that in a out. parking lot. They all gathered yeah. on a YouTube thing right. that they put Video. up. It was yeah. all of them. And I don't even, I don't know if you were even there. I don't even think, 
I, I wasn't, there the, been there, I wasn't there the first year, but the second year I went there and I met Geek to Freak in person okay. and a whole bunch of other people. Oh, and then and then the following year he he, he uh, stopped doing lawn care YouTube. But uh, so I was able to meet him and and B and B lawn care and Keith and Stan and everybody that was early into in, in the community back then. And it was still at the pizza place. And then the following year we went back to the pizza place without a lot of people like spencer took some time off of youtube uh geek the freak moved on to different things but they were still the main core of our community and it was still growing so we went back to the pizza place and it was packed and we outgrew that but so it was it was kind of their child initially or, or their idea uh together and then i just kind of became a part of it and then they left and i didn't want it i didn't want it to like stop gotcha. because they left you know like the founding fathers of the rally mm. kind of moved on to other things or took a break and i didn't want it to go away because it was so impactful for me. One, I was a fan, and then I had fans, as weird as that sounds, as well, because I had just started my YouTube channel, and, and people were starting to know who I was, and I was becoming a part of the community in the, in the early stages uh, of the early years. But I was also a fan. I wanted to meet Geek to Freak and Keith and, and B&B and, you know, all these guys, Stan, everybody that was also doing that top notch, all, all those folks, I wanted to meet them also. So I was like a fan of them, like watching their content. And then I had people watching my content that wanted to meet me. So it was a crazy dynamic that first year <laughs> and, and, awesome. and everything that had to do with the yeah. GIE, the GIE itself, which is now equipped, but that whole trade show itself was crazy perfect marriage. on top of all yeah. that indoor showroom, outdoor demo area, totally overwhelming without the social media aspect of it. And you add the social networking yeah. and it's like, wow, like, Holy cow. So it's going to be overwhelming for you. I'm sure it's, it's always overwhelming. Yeah. It's overwhelming for everybody their first year. But so, so anyway, so the rally is going to be back at copper and Kings Thursday night at 6 PM. It's always Thursday night, the first night of the main first full day of the show, you know, Wednesday, they open it up a lot earlier this year. Every year they've been opening up earlier on Wednesdays uh, for, for regular attendees. So you can still get a little like a head start on everything. They are even opening the demo area this year for on Wednesday, uh, like like halfway through the day. So you have a, sh a small, a short time there, which that was never a thing. So they keep listening to all the attendees and seeing what are some things they can do to make the show even better, a better experience. So, but Thursday is the, the first full day. Well, Thursday is the only full day, actually, because because they're adding to Wednesday, they're shortening Friday. So it's really the same. Uh, it's the same gotcha. total hours that the show is running, just they just shifted it. Sure. Okay. Because people want to come in earlier and leave earlier, right? People would typically leave early on Fridays to catch their flights or Makes start sense. their long drive home. Yeah. So attendance was always low around lunchtime. People Makes sense. Just, you get like yeah. a morning burst Friday morning and then it's all gone. Even and not even because a lot of people were like worn out from the night before, you know, or hungover or something. So they weren't even getting up early on Friday to go to the show. They kind of stumble in for an hour or two, check out something maybe they didn't get a chance to, and then they would leave. So they wouldn't even stay till till the full length of the day just to go home. So they figure, well, let's shorten those hours anyway and tack that on yeah. to Wednesday. So this way there's more time for people that are there early on Wednesday because people would rather come in on Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday night. So they can have, they could be ready for the whole show and then leave a little early on Friday, like I well, said. They really made that wise shift because, I mean, for as much as they're investing into those grounds, the booths, the vendors, everything y'all do, just all of that, it takes a lot to set all that up. And, I mean, they're maximizing their, uh, that's a word I'm looking for, they're, they're, they're maximizing the potential of people being able to get the most out of it. So, I mean, that makes complete sense why they would do that. Because, yeah, 
that sounds I would I, would, I don't even know the layout, but I would just imagine people would start leaving on Friday, so they would loot, so they would still have max hours. Right, vendors are out there, everything's still going, lights are still on, everything's happening. It's not winding down, but there's not there's literally half of the people in there. It's not it's not worth. So they're they shifted it all around to, to for people to get the most out of it with the operating hours. Right, so, right. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they wound up. Uh, making that show, I'm pumped, man. I'm, I'm I'm pumped to get out there and look and spend some overpriced, spend some money on some overpriced hot dogs <laughs> yeah. and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just just to say it. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't gonna eat it. I'm just gonna buy it just to say I did. Yeah, there you go. It, it, it's gonna be a good time. I'm excited for you, but. <laughs> Guys, if you're hearing like you know background noise yeah. at the, the hotel lobby, we're we're at a hotel lobby and the people just decided to start vacuuming all over the place at you know three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not sure if someone spilled a bunch of animal crackers or something all over the floor. I don't know what's going help, on. Help it enhance oh, the, the, the excellence in broadcasting <laughs> yeah, experience serious. there. Well, you can't you can't make this stuff up. You really you can't. Can. It literally waits. <laughs> Murphy's Law just waits. Hey, let's just wait. Man. Just, I'm going to wait till I start talking and put the headphones on. There's literally nobody the... here. It's dead as a doornail. Seriously, no one's even walked, walked on this carpet, but they're vacuuming away. It's going. I don't oh, even know if they're... Man. I think they just have... I just, nothing's even picked. I don't hear anything getting picked up. <laughs> just on. Oh, I, I can't... I'm just waiting for him to come down the steps and start vacuuming <laughs> right around our chairs. Like, what the heck? It's all good. Oh, uh, it is what it is. Like you said, excellence in broadcasting. Yeah, there you go. So... All right. Well, before we let's let's wrap this show up on that note. But uh, since you're live here, you actually yes. get to um, pick your own pod deck cards this time. I think I was picking them virtually before. I just thought so. you made them up, but these are actually yeah, pod actually deck cards. cards. Yeah, and I'm actually going to shuffle them. Yes. <laughs> See, there you go. That's, That's a good deal, deck. bro. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. So I'm going to fan them out. You can pick yourself a oh, card, any card. Big card, any card. All right. You read it or I read it? You read it. I only read it before because I was virtual. If you had someone following you around all the time, what would you have them do? Well, that's a good one. Uh, I don't know. I should just email Jennifer Lopez and see what see what she <laughs> has them do. Man, I mean, golly, that's a good one. Uh, follow me around all the time. What, like a fan with a fan? <laughs> I mean, if that's what you want them to do, you, you want them to fan you or you want them to record you or what? I don't know. It's anything. Uh, it's up in the air. I don't know. Have them hold the door open for me and everybody around me? I don't know. Uh, I guess the small things. You can grab me a cup of water, open the door. Hey, my towel fell there. Or <laughs> uh, maybe inappropriately vacuuming my house while I have guests over. Right, right. In the middle of having a conversation. <laughs> Yeah. So that's a that's a no. I don't yeah. know, man. I mean, I guess just all the small stuff. Yeah. Sorry, it wasn't a quality answer there. I really don't know. Hey, there's no right or wrong answer or no. That's quality pretty wrong. Right I have no idea. <laughs> it's uh, it's what pod decks are all about. They're just uh, random questions to spark some some conversation. So, and some thoughts. Yeah, a lot let's of cards. Get this guy over here. All right. Numero dos. Which living person do you admire? Oh, man. I'd have to say, this is going to sound cliche, but it'd be two people. It'd be my mom and it'd be my wife because I look at it holistically from them as kids, what they were brought up through, um, 
how our relationship started, birth, met my, my wife, and trials, tribulations, successes, children, grandchildren, everything we've all ever been through. Um, just all that, you know, I, I hope that I can, when I'm faced with certain things or when things come up in business or my personal life, when I look back on those two, um, well, when I look back at what they did, I hope to have the same demeanor, patience, um, poise. I don't know. I just hope to mimic what they, what they've done both for me, my family, their family, allowed opportunity through sacrifice, allowed growth through sacrifice and stuff. Those two have kind of been a pillar for me for the last, uh, oh, my wife and I've been married 14 years. So call it lifetime for mom, 14 years for my wife. So I'd say, uh, well, I'll, I'll even say, I'll say 18 years with my wife because collectively knowing each other. So I'd say my mom and wife for those very reasons, just through life and nice and, uh, knowing what they've been through, what they've done and, uh, how they, how they reacted to that in different situations throughout life and where they're at now. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's go with one more here. Try to go with two or three. You're cool, man. Why do you do this stuff? <laughs> uh, just to add some more fun to the conversation. Stick together there. <sighs> if there was a sandwich named after you, what, what would be on it? Oh, man. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I've never seen that one before. Actually, I forgot. What, I forgot what some of these things even are. On if here. there was a sandwich named after you, what would it be on it? Oh, can you put sushi on a sandwich? What's that like? Yeah, I don't know, but you could try. <laughs> that would be interesting. Sushi and wings. <laughs> sushi and wings on a sandwich. Oh no, that's, I, don't, I don't even know. Let's see. Uh, uh, smoked, smoked turkey, like real state fair kind of turkey. Okay. On there, um, red onions, uh, the red leafed, the red leafed lettuce, uh, some kind of fish type, something that you would really eat and it would be that good. I don't know what fish would go with onion when you bite into it, though. Uh, I don't know, a selection of fish or some kind of crustacean. I don't know. Um, let's just call it shrimp for. There you go. Um, definitely this is going to, this is going to gross people out one end of the, the patty, the bread or whatever is on there. I'm not too selective on the bread. One, one side, uh, Chick-fil-A sauce and the other side, Miracle Whip. <laughs> wow. That's an interesting combination. I don't even try that now. Uh, so text that to you. What do you think about that, man? Nice. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I mean, cause that's, I mean, Sweet. that's all elements of what I like. So I, I don't know. That'd be an interesting bite. I don't yeah. know if there'd be a second bite. But... <laughs> that's a good one. I don't know if there'd be a second bite, but that'd be an interesting first one for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, Thanks, Andrew, for being on the podcast. We're going to, guys, we're going to head on over to Andrew's podcast and we're going to record an episode there. So, what's, uh, why don't you shout that out again, that podcast? Yeah, I appreciate it, brother. Well, it's, a, it's a, always a treat being on with you in any capacity. Appreciate it, man. Uh, you can find me and Naylor uh, over on the Lone Star Lawn Talk podcast, all major platforms, Spotify, uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, on that note, let's let's uh, wrap this up, and hopefully uh, they'll be done vacuuming in a few minutes. We are still so going. We, <laughs> we had a break there, and there, there's not that much carpet no, out there. There isn't, man. Oh, thank you to the Toro <laughs> Company for sponsoring that LCR Media Podcast. I swear, you know, this is still good content in this episode here, but uh, thanks, Toro. 
And thank you to all of you listening along. And uh, I don't even know what it's going to sound like on the playback, but hopefully the vacuuming producer. Yeah, hopefully it's not too bad. But thank you guys for listening. As always, I will catch you on the next one. This is the Long Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.